Hello, and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Itmanski, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue. And Colin Cunningham. Today was a very special day for um, multiple reasons. We'll get to later about the the rocking reason. Well, Um, you don't think the other film we watched (laughs) didn't rock? Wait, I thought you were talking about just us sitting here as friends watching movies and recording. That's That's, what's rocking. That's (laughs) momentous. Yeah. (laughs) No, the the first movie we watched today is one of my personal favorite bad movies. It's in my like bad movie. Yeah, I know. It's it's not such thing. It's right in the title of the podcast, April. You can't call it bad because it's a amazing mm-hmm. um it is um matt farley slash motrin media's don't let the river beast get you yeah it's actually directed by charles roxburg but matt farley aka motrin media himself he is the face of this movie yeah now, you, you gotta go like, there's a lot of history to this mm-hmm. guy and uh you tell us all about him justin you probably know more about him than we do well you can listen to an episode of the important cinema club on matt farley i Pause did it, <laughs> go listen to it come back if you didn't i'll give you a little bit of a breakdown and matt- we're back <laughs> matt farley is a guy who's most famous for writing a ridiculous amount of songs it's like nineteen thousand songs or on more spotify and more. the way that he does it is is that he found out that the albums he made when he was in college were making pennies on Spotify. So he uh, thought, wait, if I ha- like make thousands of <laughs> versions of this, then those pennies will turn into 30 grand a year. Yeah. And through his diligence and just perseverance, he was able to do that. And his songs are his most famous hit, The Poop Song. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and that's by the toilet bowl cleaners. How many, he, how many he bands has like he fake bands, but mm-hmm. they're all just him. <laughs> and he also does really fun, real music. And that always gets pushed away when you talk about the songs. And he also stars, writes and produces feature films. And he's been doing that whew, since he was in college with his college friends. Mm-hmm. And this one, don't let the river bees get you, uh, came out in 2012 mm-hmm. and it's, Probably, in my opinion, his funniest film. Yeah, I would say it's his magnum opus. Um, I've seen all of his movies except for some of his early ones. Yeah, he did a lot like Druid films. He was big into Druid. Oh, really? I didn't see the Druid film, although... The Druid um, trilogy. Freaky Farley, I think, had wizards in it. And it had a witch. It has ninjas. Um, (laughs) That one's got everything. That one's not uh, my favorite. I mean, while it's still funny, it gets really slow. But uh, this one is the first one I saw, mm-hmm. and um, my friend showed it to me. And the only thing you could say, the first thing you notice about this film is you don't know if it's supposed to be kind of bad or not. And it's just this this tone is so confusing. So you, something you have to understand about Matt Farley and his friends is that they love so-called bad movies. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. would have marathons, like, and they would f- watch films like The Pit. Which, if you haven't seen, is a movie about a, a Canadian movie. It is it? about a child who has a teddy bear who um, <laughs> yeah, influences right. to go drop people in a pit where monsters eat them. It's in the forest in the backyard yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. But the thing that he loves about these movies are all the uh, idiosyncratic, like little details, like mm-hmm. the way people talk. Like the dialogue not being realistic, people not acting the way they should. The performances. Yeah, it's not like, ooh, look how bad it is. It's like all about charm and feel and this regional kind of, I don't know, energy that you get in those kind of films like The Pit. Right. But the the first thing that I noticed, and I think River Beast was the first one that I saw, uh, April and I watched it together. 
um, is just the dialogue. And, you know, visually it kind of starts out and you're like, God, I've seen a lot of movies that look like this. Shot on mini DV. Shot on mini DV. His first, all the other ones were shot on film. That's crazy. And then he went, well, no film festival are playing these films, so why are we doing (laughs) this? Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) But, you know, just the look of it, it's like, oh God, what are we in for here? Mm -hmm. And like the kind of sound is a little spotty and the acting's a little weird. But then you're like, wait a minute, like the, the dialogue... The dialogue is the thing that made me crack up the most. It's so funny. It's just like this, uh, it, and you kind of realize, okay, they're self-aware to a point, you mm-hmm. know, almost, and um, but it's very formal dialogue. Yeah. It's I don't, verbose. I don't verbose and flowery yeah. and very formal and almost like uh, kind of archaic. Like, say, like, you know, people talked like that way in the 1930s or something. No one ever talked that way. Yeah. Like, that's the joke about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like someone writing English, and they're like, oh, this will sound very fancy, not understanding that someone's going to speak it. Like, an example would be there's a character who her tutor is like peeping on her but she calls him an indecorous deviant <laughs> and they they use these words over and over they repeat them several times and we should be clear that don't let the river beast get you is like a b-movie parody the plot yeah. of the film yeah. is that there's a river beast which is a guy in a hilarious looking suit it's matt farley isn't it uh it's matt farley it's the director Probably. it's oh, three okay. different people depending <laughs> oh, wow. on what had to happen and uh he's going around murdering people but don't worry as the beginning of the the film tells you if any parts get scary there's like a red flashing that happens oh yeah it warns you <laughs> to let you know that the beginning of this movie there's, yeah. a, there's a random scene with an old man in a chair like in a library or something reading and a book and he's like oh a, hello it's yeah. almost like the opening of like Rocky Horror Show yeah, where the, exactly the, the old yeah. man is like oh you know like, and yeah, blah, 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 only blah. he's Prepare like yourself. reading and you can see his eyes like reading his cue cards <laughs> off screen he's a terrible actor and well okay okay whoa 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 <laughs> terrible actors everybody in this film is not an actor no they're yeah. matt farley's friends and family yeah so when they deliver dialogue especially this like impossible to say dialogue That's why it's, funny. it's so funny <laughs> because it's a mixture of like deadpan and earnestness because they can't help it's, themselves it's so earnest but yeah it's it's it takes on like a new life i gotta say it's like you know sort of non-actors with dialogue that couldn't be saved really by any actor uh, and it reaches this sort of magical but when there's like a sincerity behind it there is yeah it's very very earnest and I think this whole movie is so sincere and we should point out that Matt Farley stars in the film as a tutor I believe (laughs) yeah (laughs) well he's a disgraced tutor that's right he's a disgraced tutor who just moved back to his hometown after his band the I'm terrible at all these names I can't remember River Mud Boys, the River no. Boys, something yeah. about that. Something he, like when that. he moves back, the town is called Rivertown, USA. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So he leaves because he saw the River Beast and nobody believed him. So he was, right. so he ran out of town and he, yeah. he lost his like fiance, left him at the altar. That's yeah, right. he's like he just couldn't forget about this River Beast so, nonsense. Yeah, so he spends like years in the I don't know the forest. He lives in this kind of cave. No, with he a, lives in like. Uh, Oh, it's like a hospital or a prison or something. <laughs> um, I'm getting confused with the other movie where he like worked at the hospital taking care of old people. We should uh, point out that which like, is part of his real life. Once you get involved in the Motern Media universe, you're going to see the same actors over and over yeah. again, often playing the same role. Often yeah. playing like the same roles. Uh, the old cop. <laughs> yes, he's, right. he's plays the old cop in several movies, doesn't he? Yeah, and Kevin McGee too, the big muscle guy. Okay, he yeah. usually plays the so same character. I want to jump in here and talk about what my favorite part is which is a hundred percent kevin mcgee and so kevin mcgee in don't let the river be sketch you plays um 
isn't he the it's the father? Like, yeah, of, of the girl that um he, he's tutoring. Matt Farley's yeah. tutoring. Yeah, Matt Farley's tutoring. But he's kind of like this ex football player jock. Yeah, he's like this this muscly guy. Ex everything. And that they never say what sport he's a star <laughs> yeah. of. So no. every time you see him, he's playing a different sport. They just yeah. call him like a sport athlete. Yeah, Matt Farley always shows up at his house and he's playing a game with his son. He's like outside hockey, doing something. Hor- frisbee, horseshoes. horseshoes. And his delivery of his lines is so funny. It's like a weird <laughs> deadpan seriousness. And it becomes even funnier when you consider that this was Matt Farley's boss at one of his first jobs. Oh, really? And Matt Farley just got him to be in his movies and he's just been in all of his movies it's, since then. Because he probably like noticed the raw talent. And he was <laughs> like, hey, you want to be in a movie? And he's been in these movies for years and years. I, I think he's made like seven movies or something. Mm-hmm. He's been in that it's many. Fr- it's, it's funny that, uh, and that's kind of like part of the charm, I guess, if you watch his other movies, you kind of see mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like the whole town is coming together to make uh, to make these films. Yeah. It's very, it's very cute and endearing. And they're playing these characters, like we are going to say this over and over again, so sincerely. <laughs> yeah. And Matt Farley himself, like his acting is so specific. It's like it a is, seriousness. Yeah. And like he's trying yeah. to project his lines, but he still looks a little bit uncomfortable about where he is, yeah, which makes it that much funnier. And he kind of sways until it's almost like there's moments in this movie where he kind of goes into like James Dean brooding uh, <laughs> yep. 50s tough guy. It feels like he's supposed to be playing like a like a 20 year old, even though he's in like <laughs> yeah. his 30s. And that's like a recurring theme in his other movies because <laughs> yeah. he's often playing a character that you would think it, it like is supposed to be almost like a child or a teenager. <laughs> yeah. um, Manch Vegas is like that, which is another movie. I I, I digress, but uh, yeah, yeah. But River Beast <laughs> is the ultimate form, I think, of all the movies he's made up to now because mm-hmm. it has all of his inspirations in it, and it's also like a novel. Like you keep going to like different characters to follow yeah, what yeah. they're doing <laughs> and there's like a, a, a intense history that happened before the movie started because mm. he goes around and meets all these people and they he has conversations with them like oh remember the last time you were here and like he has this group of tutors and they're like we should get the band back together <laughs> and don't and forget then, the muck raking reporter oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> sparky sparky Watts. yeah that's another thing it's like uh, there's like a sweetness to this there's no there's mm. no swears or anything no very specifically there's no he drinks um, like chocolate milk. No, Matt, it's the it's the coffee uh, milk. coffee milk. <laughs> Matt Farley has said himself that he never swears ever in real life. Okay, that's so funny. like his character and the worldview that you see in these yeah. films, like staying in a hometown, kind of knowing everybody that lives there, is one that like Matt Farley lives through his day to day life. Yeah, yeah, it's like a very innocent quality to mm-hmm. it all, I think. But you could see like almost like a David Lynchian. He's on the yeah. other end of the spectrum, you know. It's like yeah, this, it's. It's weird because you watch this and like if you watch it for five minutes, you go, wow, these people like this movie's bad. They don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But it's like such a specific tone because they're not like trying to make a bad movie on purpose either. Like they're not trying to be like, oh, look, the boom is falling in a shot. Uh, Interesting little uh, nugget is that trivia nugget. I can't just say nugget. That just sounds weird (laughs) if it's just sitting there. Is that Charles Roxburgh, the director, went to L.A. and he worked doing like comping and stuff like that. Oh, really? So if you look at the film, like 
Matt Farley would talk about that, like if a boom would fall into frame, he just like uh, he would like it. spend hours just really? comping it out oh, so it would look good. Which is funny when you consider that the River Beast is just like a phony looking suit, which <laughs> just makes it that much At funnier. At first, you think it looks good, and then every time I mean, they it show good. it, well, I mean, it's they, good. Keep, they I like, keep showing. I like Listen, the I danced with him when we went uh, to meet Matt Farley, so I know it looks. Well, good. we'll we'll yeah. get to that. Okay, we'll get like, to that. Well, this is really funny because we were watching it, and uh, it, when it, you first see it, there's like you know a few red flashes to warn you, and then the River. He's just coming out of the water, and April was like, I mean, wow, that looks really good. That costume <laughs> yeah. looks good. And then it sort of kept walking out of the water, and she was like, the more you Okay, see okay, it. well, you know, <laughs> the more you see it, the more. It and we should look point out good. that this movie, like, you got to get ready to hear the same bit of music over and over. But, which is as true of all of the movies that we watch. There's a couple of different incidental scores, I assume, all done by Matt Farley. Oh, 100%. And all of them are done just on a keyboard yeah uh, with the exception of maybe the end credit song sounds like a full band but it's all just one guy yeah, don't on a forget keyboard. the river mud shuffle yeah, oh, yeah i guess that was there was drums but it sounded like it was all maybe created on the, the yeah. keyboard I'm matt not farley sure. did it by himself in his home and then he made everybody <laughs> the dance river to mud it shuffle yeah that was good too but i really like the music and like i said even though it has that very kind of um, singular quality to it it kind of makes the whole movie like that much cuter <laughs> it is yeah you, know? you could see this being uh Almost like a 1950s movie or yeah, something. Yeah, like that's that. what it's like throwing back to, like, I don't know, uh, the horror at Party Beach or something like, like that. Like the gosh golly gee yeah. uh, type of Why vibe. Why I oughta. <laughs> yeah, and they'd always like break into times. song, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wish Matt Farley hasn't made like a full on musical yet. Oh, I would love him to do that. That would but, be great. Uh, yeah. One day. What was your favorite part, April? Um, uh, oh my God, so many things. I mean, <laughs> you want to pick one scene or? I, well, my favorite scene is the popping and locking scene because that's like <laughs> that scene should go down in history as the funniest thing that's ever been put to film. So wait, set it up. What happens in the scene? <laughs> okay, so there's a character who's Matt Farley's friend, and he's getting back on his feet. He's busking, so he's playing guitar in the park, <laughs> and just this woman walks up, who's just this young lady in ripped jeans and like a hat, a and, vagabond, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, you could say that. And she just starts dancing. She just starts dancing along with his guitar playing, and he's just playing like the the like most like lo-fi like folk song like stuff. And she starts popping and locking, <laughs> but it's not even really very good popping and lock. I mean, come on, she's just like regular white girl, but she's doing basic moves. And then she explains what popping and locking it's popping is. And, locking. and the way she explains it is so funny. This girl is so good at delivering lines and. Uh, Side note to that, I think um, Matt Farley once said in an interview that as far as like delivering lines, like he, if you have, he said that if you have like an actor and they're not trying and they sound bad, like that's just awful. But if you are trying and you sound bad, <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I want in my movie. Oh, that sounds like whoever did that interview was probably very smart and handsome. <laughs> yeah, it's an exclusive interview that uh, who really? knows where it came from. Huh. <laughs> and Colin, what was your favorite part? Because I know there's a part we want to talk about. We're just building. Is that what you're going to say? Well, which part? The, the park? Popping and locking. Okay, well... It, <laughs> deals with this uh, character Pamela so uh, she says many times that she's a vagabond and uh, she kind of like hooks up with Matt Farley's friend 
And, uh, you know, she says, oh, I've got itchy feet. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always on the move as a vagabond. I always want to go on to the next town and blah, blah, blah. You and should just use some kitty litter. Yeah, well, yeah she does. So she brings in a bag of kitty litter. Yeah, because kitty point. litter, I think, is the most useful um, As she tool explains. you can have. Yeah, she says it's good for sweaty palms, you know, and he's like, oh, wow, it'll help me play my guitar. Rub, rub some on my hand. Yeah, she's just a wealth of information. And after pa- popping and locking, she's all sweaty and she like throws it up in the air all over her. Oh, yeah, and also a crowd forms when she pops oh yeah they're loving it yeah and they all they love it and again this music is not it's not it's not popping and locking style music you guys there's one point later on in the movie she keeps saying you know i've got itchy feet i'm gonna have to move on don't get attached don't get attached to me but then uh she's in the park after popping and locking and she kind of looks off like wistfully into the park and it cuts to her pov and she's this older lady kind of hopping and skipping in the park but she's got like a hobo bindle over her shoulder <laughs> yeah, she's like ah to be free she goes ah look at her enjoying the vagabond she life she has a bindle and this, but this lady's got like this old timey bindle and uh and then she she starts frolicking the leaves and throwing the leaves up and i then, love how oh. we've been able to talk about this and miss so many other parts as well like oh, yeah. matt farley is tutoring a young woman who's definitely a grown woman yes yeah she's supposed to be i guess in high school or something and because she was being spied on by one of her teachers who broke his leg and is now angry yeah, with her and got her expelled. Uh, the indecorous deviant. Well, that even uh, even all the props in the movie, like um, she kind of catches her teacher like spying mm. on her, but she's got this old timey kind of hand crank camera, <laughs> and then the uh, the muckraker mm-hmm. uh, has like a really old timey like photo, like a- accordion uh, camera. accordion yeah. camera. Yeah, all, all the sort of like high tech, I guess, or just these old time props and, and we didn't really even funny. mention i mean one of the other stars of the film udo udo hootkins <laughs> no 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 edo hootkins oh the big game hunter the big, i hear is a, a ladies man he <laughs> loves at one point he looks out and he sees some women in a forest having lunch and he's like "Ooh, picnic babe and may i may i explain they cut to two women randomly standing in the forest and they're dancing but they're they have their index fingers up and they're moving them up and down it's hard to describe but that's they're that's doing, what they're doing they're doing a little finger dance and yeah. anytime they're in the forest they <laughs> always clothed. cut randomly to these women and they're always in the forest yeah and, and they're every, always wearing the same clothes and some guy always says like "Ooh, picnic babes yeah it's like a little runner <laughs> yep and he's a big game hunter yeah he's brought in because matt farley wants to prove to everybody that the river beast mm-hmm. uh exists so he brings him in uh, to try to win back his fiance, who left him at the altar. Yep, who's actually played by Matt Farley's real wife oh. when they couldn't get someone to fill in that role. <laughs> and you know what? She's like, I obviously she's not an actress, but she's good. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's beautiful. It's impossible for anyone to be bad in this movie. No, because and, it is yeah. so earnest. Yeah, they're all. Everyone is really likable. Yeah, like what? Like uh, there's one person, and I don't remember exactly how she's related to Matt Farley, but it cuts to like reaction shots of her. And she's like, <gasps> I don't know. If <laughs> it you, might be the has, god like, big, cousin. Big, I don't know. Like blonde hair, <laughs> and it's so funny every time that you see it. But this film builds to an epic battle, yeah. and then. Probably, and we're not going to spoil it. Yeah, the okay. funniest joke in film history. And I, yeah. I kind of, it's funny watching this the first time. Someone spoiled it for me. I didn't know, but yeah. as it was getting revealed, 
I was like, oh my God, wouldn't it be funny if, if and yeah. then it happened and I laughed so And it's so hard. well executed it's so as good. well. It's such and, a great idea. And there's so many joke like in rapid succession after that. <laughs> yeah. Like Well, Matt I'll Farley. just give you the setting. So it's very much like the end of Space Cop, if anyone's seen that. So the day is saved and they're having like a press conference Don't kind spoil of. It. That's all I'm gonna say. No <laughs> another thing about this scene, not the the really, really funny thing, but one thing I just wanted to note that they have balloons, but they couldn't they couldn't get helium in them, so they're just on the floor. <laughs> they're lying on the ground. There's just a bunch of balloons blown and up on the ground. Like a press conference that's in this tiny room, but is also being televised. Yeah, like everywhere, all, all over the city. It's like there's like five people in the room. It's like maybe in uh, shot in like Manchester, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like probably the city hall or something. They mm-hmm. let them have this. Oh, room. city hall would be that's a big. It's probably like a gymnasium of some school. Oh, really? <laughs> and there's a joke that never is not funny. Which is that Mount Farley uh, calls, <laughs> what is it, his... Uh, well, it's his fiancé's adopted um, son. Yeah. yeah. And he says, oh, my... And it's even longer than that. It's like, my fiancé's adopted son, from who another, I will now... From another marriage. Yeah, another marriage. That yeah. I will now treat She's as like, my own. This is my new fiancé and his son from another marriage. <laughs> which we will now <laughs> That's, again, as our another own. joke that they keep bringing up over and over. But I don't even think we mentioned um, what kind of songs that Matt Farley writes. I mean, we mentioned the poop song, but mm. he's famous for writing songs about uh, that have your name in it or city songs yeah, as well or anything like objects in an office uh, <laughs> but like isn't can't you like commission him like hey it's my oh, yeah, friend's birthday yeah. and you, their name is John Smith can you write a song about yeah, him and he does it for cheap too and if you give him I'm not gonna uh, name a dollar amount because I don't know and he, oh, it, don't, don't say I know he's listen gonna to listen this. to this so <laughs> <laughs> um, and he'll do like a like a composition when it's like piano or if it, a little bit more he'll do like piano and he'll do like guitar and drums and stuff like that really? and the best part is he like does his research too <laughs> yeah and, he'll if he's writing a song about you he'll find some things about you and then put them into the song and like rhyme them and it's so much fun <laughs> oh, yes there not things is that, you know. a Justin the Clue song on Spotify mm-hmm. so Justin the na- Clue murdered that woman that time yeah I'm sure like, oh, <laughs> is that the sequel to that song no yeah. he was <laughs> like Matt Farley cracked <laughs> Mystery. No, like he goes to like police records <laughs> <Yeah>. and songs. <laughs> yeah. It's a very personal song. That's what he does as well. And he's been making the news recently because people have been using during prom. He does like prom, po- uh, whatever oh, it's called. Prom, you, promposal. Promposal. You're right. And he'll, he'll like, it'll idea. be like, Susie, will you go oh. to the prom with <laughs> That's me? That's great. To the That's prom awesome. with me. <laughs> and like people will make videos of themselves like singing that song. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. I thought you were just going to say that p- kids were saying to their Alexas, play the poop song. Oh, well, they do do that. And then the <laughs> they, song plays. They do do that. And they do do that. <laughs> and then he gets money. Yeah, the do do song. He should, he should write that one as well. Yeah, he gets oh, money. Man. Just the like, but the dedication to just sit there at a keyboard playing like three chords and have to be like. And uh, I think that's what he does like for, uh, you know, to make money. Yeah, that's Um, a full time job now. Boggles the mind. It's great. He says that he lives in fear of one day Spotify changing their rules. Oh, no. Because they did eliminate. Uh, songs with famous people in the title oh. because he would have songs like Scarlett Johansson yeah. farts Scarlett <laughs> Johansson farts I mean if this Matt Farley character in mm-hmm. uh really interest you i would recommend checking out a movie he made called local legend which is essentially like a weird woody allen black and white um semi uh autobiography of like what his life is like writing Mm -hmm. songs making movies it's really 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 funny and so like i would uh, recommend that if you want to get into his world watch don't let the river beast get you local legend 
And then uh, Monsters Murder, Manch Vegas. I would honestly say probably Slingshot Cops, and I know it's not. Yeah, I really I like, like, I like Slingshot Cops. Well, that's Cops. really all his movies. I think that's guys. more accessible for, mm. for anyone just sort of. They dip, don't let the River Beast get you? It, no. Dip in their toe. River it's, it's Beast more, first, I, I would say. I would say so, but mm. I'm just saying, you know, if people are just dipping their toe, if they're, you know, yeah. trepidatious about this. Then. They're dipping their sense foot. I feel like... <laughs> that's, that's a joke for all you Farley heads out yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I know usually we say this at the end of the episode, but uh, Don't Let the River Beast Get You is available for free on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it's through a distribution Legit. deal. Um, I can't remember you, the name of the channel. It's if like you're on horror Amazon monster. Prime in the US, unfortunately Canada doesn't have this, mm-hmm. you can watch all of his movies. And if you watch them on Amazon Prime, Money goes directly uh, to him and Charles Roxburgh oh, and the other cool. people that made the movie. They're all mm. on there, eh? Mm. I thought it was they're just Slingshot Cops. Well, speaking of songs, we, we have to mention the song that uh, this sort of breaks out into a musical at one point. Oh, what? Uh, Don't uh, let the rubies get you? Yeah, the wedding. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned it. <laughs> so there's this character named Hi-Hat Harry who refuses to play at the wedding. They're like, hey, if you don't pay, uh, we're not going to play. But he, but and he they're has... like, well, we're, here and we're not going to pay you if you don't play. This is like, uh, <laughs> this is like the wedding held in the back yard mm. and, uh, and hi-hat harry out. he's like the sort of dodgy looking kind of la gangster <laughs> type and he's already set up his instruments but he says hey man if, yeah if you don't pay i won't play but he leaves the instruments and goes back to the van and yeah. then uh, matt farley and his friends are like hey come on let's yeah. reunite the band and then they do like a complex dance and everybody knows the moves everybody too. Knows. and then the band other band members they're dancing too everyone's <laughs> loving it like the hi-hat harry what and, is it and the, river, the river mud the river mud shuffle the river mud shuffle yeah it's yeah. very catchy it's, like, it's very fun it's, it's like a good low, little scene do the river mud dun, shuffle dun, it's like dun, a dun. yeah like a wedding it's like made for weddings <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah your first song your first dance River mud shuffle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's like an outdoor backyard wedding, and mm. uh, I can just imagine what the neighbors are thinking. Like, what the heck? They... I, I'm sure they're used to it. I believe yeah. that's probably <laughs> Kevin McGee's house. Okay, okay. <laughs> because that's where Matt Farley would shoot a lot of stuff. Oh, okay, um, okay. Matt Farley's great because if you listen to him talk about making movies, mm-hmm. like, he's so kind of. Uh, nervous about like how the experience everybody's having and like making sure everybody's okay. Like I know mm-hmm. that that wedding day went something like eight hours, and he's like, I can't right. believe I'm keeping everybody here this long. Yeah, because you know they're not actors; they're mm-hmm. all just coming out of the goodness of their heart to be in a movie, right? And you know what? Uh, you set up a food table and keep, keep potato them fed. casserole. Potato casserole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't eat all that potato casserole. <laughs> hey, if I want more potato casserole, I'm gonna get potato. <laughs> casserole that's your fault i was waiting to be called up anyway we're just gonna quote <laughs> we're just uh, going to the movie. Movie. Yeah. Get i you. hope that we're really getting across how great this movie is it, and like, matt farley's lack of like um web attention has always baffled me that's why i wanted to do the this on this podcast because we really got to get the word out there that mm-hmm. this movie is hilarious and everybody should watch it if you're a fan of, of any of these types of movies and i would be a little bit nervous about like uh doing don't let the reviews get you on something that you know a podcast like this that talks about not bad movies but when i interviewed matt farley for a podcast he said, no, I don't care, as long as you're talking about it. Like, he like wants I don't to be care, on, like, just please watch my movies. Yeah, like, he wants he us to care. talk about him on, like, how did this get made? Like, he would love for his movie to be talked yeah. about on that. Yeah. How did well, this get made? Only He was on uh, Jimmy Fallon's. Yes, he was on Jimmy Fallon. Um, what ended up happening was Jimmy Fallon, I don't know how it came up, but they, like, do a bunch of bits, like, in right. rapid succession, and they found oh. this song called... Um, 
uh, pizza he, huts yeah, turned into something else? Yeah, it used to be a pizza hut. Like, it'll mm-hmm. always be a pizza hut. Oh, right, okay. And they, I think they just found it on Spotify, and they they found Matt Farley's contact information, and they called them, and they're like, hey, do you want to come down mm-hmm. to New York and play the song mm-hmm. on the show? And he was like, what song? And they're like, the pizza hut song. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and got, he had no idea what they were talking one? about. Which one? I've got 3,000 pizza hut songs. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he went on Jimmy Fallon, and he sat at a piano, and he played the song, and the roots like went out to a commercial playing that song that he <laughs> that's wrote. Hilarious. Wow, that is pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. And as we hinted at, Matt Farley never plays live, uh, except once a year he does a five-hour concert. This is crazy. It's Motern Media Day, and he gets uh, all his band members, who, and they're all friends from college, but what he ends up doing is he does like it's like five sets and each set is different so like one Mm. set will be him at a piano one set will be like him and another guy doing a bunch of songs or the full band and he does like sketches throughout the entire it's like a variety show or something yeah it's essentially Mm. a variety show and it costs almost nothing to go and uh every actor from the movies is like there because they're all his friends and family. So it's so weird to like, man. And you've been. I've like, been. I went with went uh, last year. my partner, Emily, and my friend, Peter Kaplowski. And like Matt Farley, like he's so nice. He comes and talks to everybody after the show. The next day, uh, we went bowling together. Well, doesn't he give tours as well? Yeah, like he, he gives t- walking tours of uh, Manchester, is, I he guess, did. where he lives. I think he's, he did it once. And Oh, I thought he, that was like a regular thing. Well, you'd have to have lots of people that want to do it to make it a regular thing. But like Peter said that. Not only was it a walking tour of all the locations from his movies, but like you'd be like, oh, wow, look, it's Kevin McGee, the <laughs> actor. He just must be walking by. And it was obvious the person was like standing to the side like waiting. waiting to come out. When oh, Matt I love, and he's I like, love oh, it. hello, Matt. How is it doing? I haven't seen you in a long time. That's so <laughs> funny. I, so, I love it. Really, you guys got to get into the Motern Media world. Um, follow Matt on Twitter, Motern Media, where his strategy is to talk about his songs like they're the greatest thing ever over and over again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if anything, just please watch this movie and uh, tell your friends. And I hope you enjoyed this uh, Motern Media infomercial. And so that'll be it for us. Oh, wait, no, we watched another movie. Oh, we well, got my God, one did more we ever... movie. A movie that probably couldn't be any more different. Well, it could be any more different from a- uh, any movie, really. They both have to do with rock. Uh, yeah, I mean, a different kind of rock. Mm. Um, so the second movie we watched is a little movie called Stunt Rock. Uh, a little movie. This is like a huge epic film. What are you talking I've about? I've been April? hearing about this for a little while, and I wouldn't wasn't really sure what it is. It's like a, a mockumentary, kind of, uh, but it's also like really. it's, it's like a movie. It's also yeah. like a documentary because uh, it's like kind yeah. of a. It's like it's like about this real band. What are they called? Sorcery. Sorcery. And it's also about this guy who is playing a stuntman, and then they show all these. No, he, real, he is a real Grant life Page, stuntman, yeah. Grant Page. I thought that was you were saying that he was the director. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, let's start. From, <laughs> let's start from the beginning. I still don't got it. Straight. This film is directed by Brian Trench. Richard Smith, you may know him as the director of Turkey Shoot, uh, Dead End Drive-In, The Man from Hong Kong, or Leprechaun 4. And he did (laughs) Leprechaun 3 as well. Leprechaun 4 in space. Right. 
And this film was meant to be a showcase for his pal, Grant Page, who's a real mm. stuntman in Australia. He worked in a lot of the mm-hmm. uh, uh, Brian T- uh, Trenchard Smith movies and uh, Mad Max as well. Yeah. The original Mad Max. Essentially, almost any movie shot in Australia, Grant Page is a stuntman mm-hmm. in that movie because he's that good. And you were looking up at his IMDb and he's still working today. Holy shit. He was, uh, uh, his, I think one of his last movies was Gods of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And, Great movie. Uh, it wasn't even like stunt coordinator. It was stunt performer. Mm-hmm. And he's getting up there. I think he was born in like 1939. Yeah, because this like movie that. came out in the late 70s. 78, I think. 79. And yeah. I'm not exactly sure of the exact detail of how this came about, but it was just a um, <laughs> document of Grant Page doing stunts kind of in movie form. It's not really a documentary. It's kind of about him yeah, playing himself. To pad out the running time, <laughs> there's the band Sorcery, who only released two albums. Yeah. Uh, Stunt Rock, the album, and then Sorcery 2. <laughs> and they're just on stage doing magic tricks. It's like their live performance. They're doing their big stage show, which is playing these long rock songs and um, uh, magic tricks with a wizard and the devil. Yeah, yeah. they have... Uh, they're, they're, it's an amazing stage show, and it's like the songs aren't too bad either, but they're uh, like your classic like 70s yeah, rock like, like I cannot uh, say one melody from Led them. Zeppelin no, they were the, just like riffing one of them's called Stunt Rock Stunt Rock uh, yeah it's just like they were generic but you know it's they, all they about the, the time it's all about, the, it's all about yeah. the stage show so they, they have rocked. literally like Merlin uh, battling the devil while they play endlessly the every yeah. song doing like you know the kind of cheesy magic tricks and like the guy's uh, devil's like shooting fire out of his wrists and Merlin's um, got, what else you know, um, sparkles sparkles the devil hates the sparkles okay yeah. well what is the plot of this movie I'm throwing it to Colin to try to get him to explain it <laughs> quote unquote yeah uh, let me see okay well it starts out kind of like Grant Page is leaving Australia mm-hmm. and he's going to LA because he got a job on a TV show called Undercover Girl. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like the head stuntman. So it's like kind of following him, but he's also meets up with his cousin who is in the band Sorcery. Uh, so I guess it's all about him and his experiences on the show Undercover Girl. Uh, yeah, there's no conflict. There's no point that they're going it's, towards. It's such a. He meets up with the um, reporter. Yeah, yeah. So a reporter doesn't know if she's going to write a story on Grant Page <laughs> and or sorcery. Spoiler alert: At the end, she sees the band Sorcery and she's like, "Whoa, this is the future of of <laughs> entertainment. It's got everything." It's Spoiler: got It wasn't. Rock, we could call explosions, it stunt rock. We could call it. Stunt Stunt rock. <laughs> and she writes an article about it called Stunt Rock. Yeah, you see them at a newsstand, uh, cracking yeah. open that magazine. Yeah. Not Time Magazine. No, it looks like Time Magazine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It looks exactly like the it. The next big thing. So yeah, it's it's a very loose, quote unquote, movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, it'll just be kind of Grant Page uh, doing a stunt, uh, intercut with uh, sorcery. Literally, I, there must be one scene that's like 15 minutes long. Of yeah, them. the sorcery scenes are long. They're really long and they're kind of like just, you know, one song and cuts to the same audience even though it's supposed to be over and multiple nights. Multiple nights. There's a problem with their stage show in that they're doing magic tricks but there's so many cuts that like it's not impressive. Yeah. Because you feel that they could be cutting around it even though that <laughs> I'm sure... They weren't, and they just shot it all live. You're talking to, you, to you watching... To me you know, watching as, it, as, yeah. yeah watching I'm sure the that they do have an impressive stage show, but or when they you, did. What about, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about to the going. audience and, you know, the crowd? I mean, they're loving it. They're loving it. They're, they're like... Are, they're yeah. going crazy. 
yeah. It's Merlin. It's like, it's like the biggest band in the world. That's how they're reacting to these <laughs> well, studs. You know, everyone's like kind of laughing watching this. I'm like, if I saw a show like this, it I'd would be, be the fucking greatest. losing my mind. It would be the greatest. They cannot yeah. do that anymore. No, there's so much fire on stage. Oh, God. Yeah. Thanks to Great White. It did look really dangerous, although, I mean, I'm sure they got it all under control. But like the, the one thing which was interesting was it was separate. You kind of like, even though like these characters knew each other, there was these, the stunt uh, sections and then the concert sections. And then the very end, Brian page, is that his name? Uh, Grant, Grant page. page. He goes down into a zip line during the, the, the sorcerer. Well, show. no, yeah. He explodes on stage. <laughs> yeah. He catches fire and the audience is like, Oh, oh my, my god, god, the stunt must have gone wrong. And yeah. then just like the prestige, he yeah. from the rafters comes down. So they bring it together at the end, the very end. Yeah, and that's and when she's like, oh, it's going wrong. The biggest issue with the film is that like all the coolest shit is just in the first 15 minutes. And well, there's like nowhere to go after that. Yeah, and it's really weird. And they'll kind of, uh, you know, there's an odd stunt here and there. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the reporter will ask Grant Page. Oh, like, I've done some car stunts. What's the craziest thing you've ever done? Yeah. And it's like, watch oh, this clip. And then it would just cut to this montage of just like stunts that he's done in previous movies or just kind of stunts in real life stunt footage yeah and it's all in split screen because this is a widescreen film and the stunt footage is in 16 millimeter so to fill the frame you see like the same stunt from two different angles yeah it's like like mirrored or just the same it's the same one and it has an issue where like the stuff that Graham Page is doing is like dangerous really dangerous but sometimes it's not that exciting to watch it's like him like Going down a rope on fire. Yeah, the fire. Yeah, that was. And it's like I've already seen you crash a car on fire and uh, drag yourself out like a mole man, like (laughs) screaming in agony. Like this is just a step down from that. It seems like it's close to trying to give him self character development, which is with the woman interviewing him, and he's also like trying to like charm her and like ask her out. But uh, she's like, yeah, she's like, why are you doing this? Tell me about you know why. And he he just talks about how like he just always pushes himself further and if I hurt myself then I gotta come back three days later and do it again like I have to just have to do this I have to prove it to the world mm-hmm. or myself but you kind of get the feeling like this is him talking and it's not totally it's not a character it's but like, you didn't really get any sort of conclusion or growth or anything it's more uh, just the growth is he's yeah. awesome at stunts who, who keeps doing who needs it? growth yeah. when he got that's so he does uh, do like a wire thing <laughs> where he repels between two buildings buildings very much like man on wire only much lower <laughs> and uh he takes a huge phone out of his um pocket it's like a wireless i don't know phone. where that phone was i don't think that because, technology like, existed then, at the time it's like a big cor- corded phone which is apparently wireless which is, with a huge antenna and it has a rotary dial on it <laughs> yeah. and uh, you he's like hey in your 20s calling <laughs> <laughs> We I'm do. just sitting here waiting, like, <laughs> I can up. make an old man call and jump. We do have a rotary <laughs> dial phone. Back in the 70s, phone. they didn't have that, that type of technology. So you're just watching him, and he's like, <laughs> repel- he's pulling himself across these two buildings, and you're wondering, yeah. why is he doing this? Because there's no setup. He just does it. Yeah. And then he kind of gets midway, and he pulls out the phone, and you're mm-hmm. like, what's going on? And then he ends up calling Look the reporter. Look out your window. I can't do an accent, Colin. Look out your window. He goes, <laughs> I want to invite <laughs> you to a party. <laughs> oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. Um, and then they go to a party. So yeah, is that go- your favorite part, April? I think so. The phone coming out of the pocket was really shocking to me because I was just like, <laughs> "You're like, wait, wait, wait! Those do, kind of phones don't, don't exist. They don't. And do they have 
battery phones. That was that was your big <laughs> stumbling then. block. I know. That's why we saw you all these the big uh, wire. That yeah. was the phone co- collect, <laughs> uh, the connecting phone cord. in. And I love the, that they kept cutting back to like this mom walking a baby in the stroller, and the baby had reaction shots it's like, like <laughs> Not that many people noticed that he was. I wish there were more like like integrated stunts in the movie like that, like that okay. someone would do it. Now I yeah. misunderstood. Okay, I, I first heard about this movie uh, because watching, of the amazing trailer. I, no, I watched the documentary called uh, Not Quite Hollywood, mm-hmm. which mm. uh, used to be on Netflix years ago. Yeah, you a documentary might, about Ozploitation. And which is fantastic, which is like all about the Australian film industry and they cover like the films of Brian Trinchard Smith and mm-hmm. so they and then they he talks about this movie briefly and then they kind of show snips from the trailer and uh, I got You're in like, my head Whoa. what this movie I I got the plot all wrong. This yeah. is completely not what I thought it was going to be, but in the I warned you. I'm so, like, Colin, I know, I know. This is just like rock music <laughs> and stunts. And you're like, no, I got it in my head. No, what did man. you think it was? So <laughs> my friends are asking me at work today, mm-hmm. and I'm telling them, oh man, it's like this movie. It's mm-hmm. about a band. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the band are all stunt performers. <laughs> it's oh. a band of stuntmen. So they do all these crazy stunts on stage, which is kind of yeah, whatever. that's kind of what the movie's about. But then they use their abilities to solve crimes. <laughs> well, I don't know where you got where did that you get from. That? I don't know. It's like a dream you had. And you're like, well, there is there is the show within like, the movie maybe undercover. They get caught up agent. with like you know the the mob boss or something, but and they're they like need to use their stunts to get out of it. Yeah, it's like effects. The yeah. movie effects or something. And it's that like would be oh my, cool. effects too was directed by Richard Franklin, a famous director who made tons of exploitation films like oh. Patrick, Road Games. Oh yeah, okay. So maybe you got him uh confused. Oh but they God. did direct FX too. Yeah. Uh but maybe you're I think I think my version of Stunt Rock would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we should make it. Are we like gonna be a, the band of stunt performers? No, it would be like a TV show like the monkeys. And they'd all <laughs> yeah. they'd all live to together. Mysteries or a Scooby Doo or yeah, something. Yeah, but they'd all live in like a house. Like yeah, and stuff. every like mystery they would solve would influence what song they sing at the end of the episode. Yeah, so it'd be like uh, I don't know, uh, murdered by the wind. <laughs> yeah, I also forgot to mention that this movie is kind of like Spinal Tap, nowhere near as funny. Well, but it's not the, much of a comedy. The, the, the antics of Sorcerer on stage, sorcery, sorcery, were very reminiscent of of. Uh, spinal tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like the the Merlin outfit especially is hilarious. Yeah. He looks like the, the Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's a one character. Does someone want that to be their favorite part? Who has a thing? Uh, on I'll their take thing it. On the Where uh, one of the characters, he's a keyboard player. Even though listening to the songs, I didn't hear many keyboards. It's like uh, spinal parts. tap. Yeah, yeah. And he wears a mask the entire time. And it's or different masks. And at yeah. one point, a character goes, "Come on, take the mask off." And the guy's like, "All right." And he takes it off, and he has another mask underneath. <laughs> this was at the pool party. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a pool party where they do magic. They do magic all the time. They just movie. can't stop. They're like, yeah. addi- they're like addicted. They, to you know, it. Grant Page is addicted to adrenaline, and Sorcerer's addicted to magic. See? You know what he wasn't addicted to? Wearing shirts. <laughs> oh man, is that your favorite part? The fact that nobody wears shirts in this the movie. Lack of this shirts. guy. He shows well, up. They in wear vests. Maybe in, I don't know Australia. But it's like, geez, he shows up in LA. He's wearing vests with no shirts. Colin. He's wearing like a leather coat. Though. He comes from Australia. No, it's way hotter no in Australia. Shirt. Yeah, no but then he shows up to this party wearing these big leather bell bottoms and like mm-hmm. no shirt. <laughs> I can't get the uh, goldfish out. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't get them out of there. <laughs> 
Grant Page doesn't advertise. Unless it's Stunt Rock, in which it's a big advertisement for him. No, he doesn't yeah. need... Yeah, you might as well just have his, like, phone number at the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah, like well, Matt Farley I, sings in his song, yeah, his phone yeah. number. Grant which Page, actually the done. stunt man. Yeah. But yeah, the mask, the mask guy, like, it's like a gimp mask. Yeah, it's a gimp mask. <laughs> it's, like, leathery, and it's covering, like, everything Very except, like, erotic. slits for the eyes and the mouth. It and doesn't then, have, like, um, a zipper mask, does it? No, no. But, like, when he's on stage... It's like, it's like all, it's like a, it's a glittery Star Trek or something. Yeah. looking like hard mask as opposed to just yeah, a rubber mask like, um, or like what, a hood. Is it Destro that I'm thinking of in G.I. Joe? The one yeah, that has Destro. Like the this, metal face? Yeah, the yeah. silver head. But they always, I love how they always kind of cut back uh, from time to time to uh, sorcery in the recording studio. <laughs> yeah. And cutting some sick <laughs> tracks. A lot of dogs. They a lot of dogs lying Multiple around. pups. Oh, so many dogs. There's this one, it's like the shot starts and the dog is like lying right across the recording. Uh, the mix board. The, the, and I was like, is that a gorilla board. arm of some kind? <laughs> <laughs> but like clearly first of all the dogs are like sleeping so yeah. they must be um maybe like, sorcery was really like a band to write like you know the music that puts dogs to sleep <laughs> like that youtube channel music for dogs i just found out about this yesterday <laughs> what did it put you to sleep did april put it on you're like oh no and april's like are you cheating on me you dog <laughs> you found a channel you but is it called youtube for dogs it was like youtube channel that you put on when you go to work yeah yeah to like It'll keep your dog your dog's yeah. anxiety and then they had another one for cats as well and it's just a close-up picture of a cat with cheesy music <laughs> dun, 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 that's it dun. i would think that a cat would be like you're the best everybody is yeah. subservient <laughs> to you, you. So yeah or you think it would play like uh, videos of tigers and shit or, or like just jingle bells with cats yeah. oh god that's like horrible well <laughs> like have you ever used it for your dog, Justin? No, uh, we put my podcast on sometimes, so the dog doesn't <laughs> freak out. Because it's cause like it your voice, voice oh, right? Yeah, that's I, we used to leave the radio on for our cats. When I do that. That's how you say for I do Colin. That. <laughs> <laughs> I do April, I'm scared. Oh, April's here. <laughs> yeah. I do that for April. I was going to say when I go to work. Uh, Hello, do April. Oh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, what was your favorite part, uh, Colin? Jesus, I got to think about this. I, I mean, mean, you just gave a whole bunch there. So, honestly, it's like. I, I can't fault this movie on either the stunts it's or the... It's got stunts and it's got rock. It, it delivers on exactly yep. what it says. <laughs> and the stunts are fantastic. I mean, they're really dangerous and you can't... They're really exciting to watch. Yeah, it's just not paced the way that you would want no, to No, it's kind of random. And yeah. It's not no kind in of, context. It's not really building to anything. And they are kind of... They're, they're always sort of cutaway montages mm-hmm. from what's actually happening in the story. Um, you can pick a stunt that's your favorite. There well, there a, was one at the beginning yeah. where he yeah. he's on like the top of a cliff, and then he's almost like a, an arrow. They have this sort of like uh, uh, slingshot, elastic thing. slingshot yeah. that they fire him off the cliff, and it's like Jesus Christ! And you <laughs> and see it, him like fly he shoots off, off this over thing. the ocean, and it's like you know a hundred foot drop with mm-hmm. like craggy rocks and stuff. And I, cool. I mean, your favorite part could also be the uh, Dutch actress in Undercover <laughs> Girl. Oh God, that she's was terrible. like I guess contractually obligated to appear in this. Yeah, film. I think Brian Trenchard Smith said that he was obligated to mm-hmm. put her. In the movie, and he said that the way he came up with the movies, obviously, he's having a shower one day, mm-hmm. and he says, "I've got it." 
the greatest stuntman in the world meets the greatest band in the world. And <laughs> I then got the greatest stuntman and the greatest band. Well, foreigner? Uh, uh, I need a... some kind of spell to find them. Spell. Yeah. Sorcery. <laughs> yeah, he went to LA. It was supposed to be Foreigner. Mm-hmm. And they were What's about a to Foreigner sing? song. Oh, fuck. Um, didn't they do I Want to Know What Love Is? Was I that them? I don't think. Is it? I don't know. I think it is. I mean, when they, I think of rockin', I don't think, I want to know what I know, love but is. they were, they, they had ballads. Oh, they did Urgent, which might be the best foreigner song ever. Okay, so they did a song called Urgent. It goes, it's urgent. It's urgent. Anyway, they would have been pretty good uh, in this movie, but did they know. dress up on stage like wizards? Do they like have magic? magic? Yeah. I don't think so. No. Exactly. Yeah, I so think sorcery was probably the right choice to go with. This is Well, that's what I was asking you. Like Halfway through this movie, I'm like, okay, are these two guys playing Merlin and Satan doing all these pyro tricks? Are they actually in the band? Yeah, that's what sorcery was famous for. Okay. Not their rock, but their magic. So, like, no <laughs> other band rock. would have worked. No. It, I mean, it would have been strange. a very different movie. Beautiful hair, except for the drummer who's bald. And he wears a hat when he's on he's stage. He's wearing a top hat on they stage. They all have mutton chops. <laughs> oh, man. Mutton chops. No, he's, got one of, he's, got, belly he's got one of the dogs on his head. <laughs> he's playing yeah. on stage. Yeah, they all have dogs on their heads. That's the last <laughs> magic trick. <laughs> They had to cut it out because it was too spooky. <laughs> but like the magic tricks they're doing are not like mind blowing. No, they're no. regular they're all, magic. They're very trips. basic. It's like oh, I especially if they're not on stage, they're like oh, let me get a card. And they like reach off camera and they're like, here's a card. And it's like, <laughs> they, come on. They do the thing where they like put people in a box and put swords in it and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's all like a fake, fake head and then he goes back in. Box. It's always Merlin and the devil fighting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, like, did Merlin ever fight the devil? Yeah, that's weird. So, so is that in the Bible? to be Jesus in this? I don't know. <laughs> they didn't but he looks like this. He looks like the, the sorcerer on the front of, like, Cookie Crisp. <laughs> 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 is this a sorcerer yeah. on Cookie Crisp? I'm a big Crisp? fan of the Prince of Darkness Crisps. <laughs> There's no sorcerer on Cookie Crisp. Yeah, there's, there a, there's a wizard. I thought it was a dog. No, he's the cookie wizard. No. Cookie Crisp. What the fuck are you talking about? No, no, no. Cookie Crisp. No, no, no. Cookie Crisp is the two like robbers, isn't it? That like want Cookie yeah, Crisp. Yeah, but is one of them a dog? Wait, what am I thinking? <laughs> he's I, a werewolf. I love robbing stuff. Yeah. Cookie are you thinking Crisp. of Count Chop? No, no, no. You're, yeah. I, I know no. there's one that does have a wizard. No, it's the wizard. Cookie oh, Crisp. Cookie oh, well, Crisp. That is literally a box from the 70s. Yeah, I was going to say, they probably changed mascots <laughs> at some point. You know what? Maybe when you it were a, a whole, kid. No, it was a whole running joke in community at Magical one point. Magical Cookie Crisp. They give, uh, they give Chevy Chase the wizard hat. Oh, from, he's from uh, Cookie Crisp? Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. How could you eat cereal uh, that's cookies? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> this morning, I just ate more cereal for wow. breakfast. Now, I found what, it in the corner store. Was that like Hershey brand or something? Or what it's was the, it? It's a brand that makes the wafers. So the wafers oh. taste like the wafers. And it has like fake little marshmallows. And essentially it's like graham like, crackers. Yeah. And it's delicious. Oh, and I, I love sure those. Sure, it's like illegal. And like I found it in the corner store, <laughs> like in my apartment building. It's dessert. That's not breakfast. I hate to break it to you. Like my parents were very strict about that. They're like, yeah. you can't have dessert for breakfast. Me neither. Everything that you have for breakfast at cereal, unless it's like bran, has so, <laughs> so much, much sugar, sugar yeah. in it. No. So it's just perception. Like yeah. Fruit Loops. Yeah. We could eat Fruit Loops. I think we could eat Corn Puffs as well. No, they have That's fruit. Essentially candy. <laughs> I they would have like Cheerios and like. Oh, Honey nut Cheerios? Oh, oh, brand. No, regular Cheerios. But I would just put sugar in it myself. I put tons you know? of sugar in it. What? Oh, you yeah, you, you put 
sugar yeah, in your cereal? You guys, okay, what? Everyone put sugar in their cereal. Do you know what I cereal. would do what? as a kid? Uh, so my mom, they always had like healthy food yeah. and all this sort of crap. And then uh, she would always have Weetabix. Ugh. You know, those like two biscuit things. The big yeah. things, yeah. So I would like go home. I would like watch TV at night and then I would have two Weetabix biscuits. But instead of milk, I would just pour all sugar. <laughs> But like, didn't I've you never need? Added sugar to didn't anything. you need milk to kind of no, soften it? I just it? ate solid sugar, <laughs> spoonfuls okay. of sugar. Why would oh. you even put it in the Weetabix? Why just eat sugar out of the bag? Well, I gotta tell you, um, Cheerios <laughs> with um, brown sugar is so good because I to, at the bottom it's like. Sugary I have these milk. memories of my mom getting, and I don't know if it exists anymore, but it was Rice Krispie Square cereal. Ooh. So it was oh, like I never chunks of Rice Krispie squares, and it was Ooh. so good because be it's like marshmallow because it's like right? marshmallowy, and it's like stuck together. Yeah, you know what? I and love? I've never seen that on the shelf. Since I then. love those uh, the freeze dried marshmallows that they have in like uh, freeze dried. Oh, well, you just mean like uh, Lucky Charms? Lucky Charms? Or yeah, whatever, like anything yeah. like Cow Chocolate. I mean, I love Cookie Crisps, but just and they, uh, not Cookie Crisp. Um, <laughs> What is it? The one that cuts your Captain Crunch? Captain oh Crunch, yeah, that yeah. cuts the top of your the roof of your mouth. Oh, it just destroys I used to love the roof corn of your pops too. I feel like we've had this conversation about Captain <laughs> Crunch before. I think everybody has. I because think that was your other podcast. That was your other podcast. Uh, well, okay. corn pops used yeah, to be that very was my different. serial killers podcast. Anyway, <laughs> our favorite cereal <laughs> mascot. Tweet, tweet at us if you used to put sugar in cereal. Because come on, I used to know. Oh, a girl, I used to all the time. Hey, you guys remember Harvest Crunch? No. It's basically like granola. My okay, so you were yelling at us for having. No, I have like candy for breakfast as you're pouring a bag yeah. of sugar down your throat. I know. I have a friend who used to put chocolate chips in her Harvest Crunch and, and eat it. Uh, um, that's fine. So that's okay, but Perfectly pouring normal. sugar I mean, I used to have Eggos. Oh, yeah. And my mom oh, yeah. would not get me Count Chocula, which I wanted so bad. And those Dunkaroos. All my friends had oh, Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. You know what the first thing yeah. I did... Uh, this is like the uh, when I bought this house, like when I first moved in. Oh, I don't know. You I've, got naked this, in the I middle. Got, no, I I bought uh, Cap Count Chocula cereal. Well, okay, it, it was my because first. You were like, I'm wait, free. My first place. So wait, like, so you moved from your parents' house to living in this? No, no, no. I had I lived with a <laughs> no, roommate, had but roommates. and your roommate's like, no Count Chocula, that's just sugar for breakfast. No, I couldn't buy anything good there because he would just eat it. Okay, so this was my first. This <laughs> he is my, was a monster. This is my yeah. first place, and uh, yeah, I used to have like Count Chocula and I would just eat it all the time. I'm like, You're like man, freedom! I can eat whatever I want. Bacon, Count Chocula. Suck it, mom and dad. <laughs> You're like buying Weedix just covered in sugar. Yeah, yeah, just like cut to like me two weeks later with like diabetes and like heart disease. <laughs> no, I wonder if Dunkaroos is, a, is that a Canadian thing? Uh, I don't know. Tweet at us if you're from the It was weird because it was like a mascot, like, like a kangaroo mascot kangaroo. telling yeah. you to eat like his paws. He's like, <laughs> yeah. eat my paws. We're bring, guys, we're bringing it back to Australia because it was an Australian uh, a kangaroo, yeah, yeah. Dunkaroos. Oh, oh man, now that I'm thinking about I it, I think all kangaroos are Australian. Just so you guys know, Dunkaroos was a plastic thing of cookies and icing. <laughs> it was, no, it was. It's it nothing was but cookies icing. and icing. Did you guys eat cheese strings? Oh yeah, no. love cheese strings. Because like the mascot of the cheese strings was also a cheese string man. Yeah, so you <laughs> yeah, ate you really ate him. Weird. <laughs> and he's like, pull me in different shapes. So it would be like <laughs> <laughs> it would be like a mascot, yeah, or it's like, like a, the hot dog oh. eating a hot. Oh, or like a cow showing up at like so the butcher. Good. Yeah, eat me. I think that isn't the holy chuck mascot like like a de- <laughs> like a cow eating itself. Oh my god! <laughs> there's a tumbler or whatever. It's like cannibalistic uh, fast food mascot. Dude, there's a lot. Actually, check it out. It's really funny. There's a Man. there's a barbecue place in Toronto. I think it's called Pig Out Barbecue, and their mascot is a pig that uh, 
it, it has like a fork in its hand and it's like lifting its shirt up and it has like a big belly. Like it's disgusting. It's on Spadina. Check it out. And then like the words, the, the, the pig depressed. The, like the pig out font is like, it is looks it, like barbecue sauce. It's so gross. I thought it was going to be like meat. <laughs> no. Yeah, like it's dragging its intestines and like, it like spelled out pig out. He looks pretty happy the, about it. The detective it, comes and he's like, what could he have meant right before he died spelling no, pig out? No, it's like Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was trying I'm to a, send us a message. Have you ever seen this before? <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, John Doe for, has the upper hand here. Thanks for tuning in to the serial cast. <laughs> and uh, I guess the I think we talked mascots. about, yeah, we talked uh, more about that we, than Stunt know, Rock. I don't I know how we got on to Cookie Chris. <laughs> um, but Stunt <laughs> Rock. Chris. Yeah, I could have sworn it was a dog. Yeah, they, you know they change it. I actually looked it up and it is a dog now or something like Did that. Did you know maybe it was the wizard <laughs> pissed off a witch and they <laughs> cast a spell that turned him into a dog? <laughs> a dog who robs it's the actually, cereal. Do you know that the, you know the, like, um, uh, tricks are for kids rabbit. yeah yeah did you know that like they did a contest to vote if you should get tricks and it was like 95 percent of the kids like <laughs> voted for him to get tricks so there's a commercial of him eating it and be like oh it's so good <laughs> so some of them didn't want him to get the tricks no, i guess yeah you know he's monsters yeah, yeah. Um, um, anyway, Stunt Rock, uh, <laughs> I would recommend it. Put it on, but, be on the, it, uh, you know, we should have a scale of how we rate uh, yeah. movies where it's like, oh, see it now. Uh, watch it when you have some free time. Put we'll it put on it a on TV. The, in, in the background. The yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is, it's kind of or an avoid. oddity. It's a cinematic mm-hmm. oddity because it's, it's just a weird mix. It's like, oh, what, what kind just, of movie is this? You just need to know that, you know, it's not really, it's an interesting plot, mm-hmm. but if you're interested in stunts or wizards. It's a wizards, stunt showcase. <laughs> or, 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 or rock and roll. Or, or Merlin. I definitely yeah. would recommend it. It's only an hour and a half. Of a Merlin file. The well, I gotta say, it's It's 86 minutes. And I said to you guys, Minute. Holy jeez. This feel a little long. It felt long. But you can get Stunt Rock with commentary by the director, Grant Page, and the star as a bonus the direct, on the... The director, uh, Brian Trenchard-Smith. Yes, the director of Brian Trenchard-Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he directed uh, his own life. Yep, he did. And uh, on his film... Man from Hong Kong, released by Umbrella Entertainment. And Man from Hong Kong is amazing. It's Brian Trenchard Smith. I believe it's his first fictional film. We we have to do it on this podcast. Yeah, we're going to do it on this because I love, I mean, it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it is amazing. And it's it's like a classic action movie where George Lazenby, Lazenby? Lazenby, Lazenby. Lazenby. Lights himself on fire. Yeah. And it's actually him, and he's screaming. He's like, oh, it's I, I, great. Yeah, again, I, I saw clips of that in uh, uh, Not Quite Hollywood. Not Quite Hollywood, yeah. Um, and it also stars Jimmy Wang Yu. Of, <laughs> who, by all accounts, is a huge asshole. A huge asshole. And Sam Hung is in it as well. And Grant oh, Page. amazing. Jimmy Wang Yu fights... Uh, uh, Grant Page. I've never seen a Sam Hung movie. I gotta get on that. What? We I should know. watch uh, one for this podcast because he has definitely some that would fall within the purview of this, including <laughs> right. Don't Give a Damn. Oh, shit. <laughs> which is title. famous for an interviewer, a North American interviewer interviewing him, and he said, What's your next movie? And it was a Who's on First routine as Sam went, Don't Give a Damn. And he's like, Oh, okay. Well, that's one attitude to take. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the whole interview? Yeah, there's also his remake of Cruising. With martial arts, uh, pantyhose hero. Wait, okay, hold on. Yes, okay, I'm talking about the go back in film. Go back. Yep. <laughs> William Freakin did he- no, cruising. Freakin cruising, the one where Al Pacino yeah. goes undercover and is driven insane by going into the gay nightclub Leather scene. Bars. Okay, so what's yes. the Sammo Hung version? It's pantyhose hero, and it's essentially that like. Sam Hung pretends to be gay and like to go into that community, and there's a serial killer going around killing people. Really? And there's martial arts. Yes. It's what? just as offensive as you think it when is. When was this made? 
90s? Ooh, okay, yeah. so it's going to be pretty offensive. Yeah, it's very... I mean, don't give a damn. They show up in blackface at one point. Oh, Jesus Christ. That well, fools. hey, he doesn't give a damn. Actually, actual uh, African-Americans. In the movie? In the movie. Oh, my God. Tweet at us if you want us to do this movie. Uh, We're definitely going to do Pantyhose Hero tweet, now. Tweet at Justin. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to uh, email us... You can email us at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. And aforementioned, you can tweet at us at no such thing pod. Um, also, I have a semi announcement. We are now available on YouTube. So On YouTube? Yeah, we've had some requests for people who like to listen to podcasts did on you know YouTube. About this? No, I did not. <laughs> so you're so, uploading them? Is there like a yep. photo of us like smiling no, it's in every just post? The, it's, it's just the uh, it's just the icon. Oh, it's okay. just our logo. But um, the whole back catalog is going to be on there and uh, I'll try and get them on there the same day that our regular scheduled podcast is up, which uh, if you don't know is every other Friday at about noon. So I'll try and get those up on YouTube at the same time. And, uh, but you comments, don't have to listen like. to us every other fa- uh, Friday because you can listen to us every week if you're a Patreon subscriber. That's right. Mm-hmm. We have a Patreon episode coming out on the off week and the next one I believe is about triple X two sorry triple x3 the return of xander cage the return of xander cage such a such a long title and then we talk about vin diesel a little bit on that episode oh we talk about vin diesel a lot (laughs) it's all about vin diesel things i do for my country Uh, i want to have a corona right now Uh, (laughs) it's all about family man yeah family um also if uh if you can uh rate and review us on itunes because it helps uh spread the word about the podcast and also Go watch River Beast, you guys, because it's really good. And we, I want people to know about this movie because not enough people know about um, the the genius that is Matt Farley. And review it on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. Tweet at Matt Farley. Just say like, hey, man, just watch this movie. And it's great because he will appreciate it and it will make his day. Yeah, and if you yeah. uh, leave your phone number, he'll call you. He will call you. He <laughs> yeah. will apply to you saying, you can oh, call good him. job. He will, yeah, he he will go him. and hang out at your house. No, he will not go and hang out <laughs> no, at your house. No, but if you call him, he'll pick up and talk to you. <laughs> yes, he will. That's hilarious. Yeah. You didn't know that? Well, I saw a number, a phone number at the end of the credits. I yep, didn't know yeah. his real phone number, and he sings it in his songs as well. It's hilarious. Also, my Twitter is at April Admansky. Uh, don't call me. Uh, my Twitter is at DeClue, J D E C L O U X, letter J. You can also listen to me on the Important Cinema Club. Uh, that's importantcinemaclub.com. And uh, Letterbox, Justin DeClue, same last spelling of my last name. And Justin did a whole interview uh, with Matt Farley on Important Cinema Club, yeah, if you're we, interested. We did an episode, uh, I believe it's called Matt Farley Has Won at Life, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. and we have special guest Peter Kaplowski, uh, Midnight Madness programmer, and the one who brought Matt Farley to my attention again, and we have a really great discussion at the end of the episode, and we don't even talk about it in the normal one. I don't even think it's in the show notes. I interview him for like 30 minutes, so yeah, great I, stuff. I listened to that episode, and I did not even know there was an interview at the end. <laughs> yeah, I was, was like, like oh, hell? hey, do you, you listened to the interview? And Wait, you were you like, oh, I didn't even know. End music starts, it sounded good. like everything was wrapping up yeah and I'm but like, when the end music starts there's another like 10 minutes of podcast every time know. what is so this like a marvel movie with like after like credit stinger <laughs> so just so you know yeah, yeah, if you guys set up the next episode you're like Ooh, i can't wait to listen to what happens next yeah i'm already tuned in i'm leaving the theater when the yeah. music starts playing. i don't care what happens to thor exactly um yeah. you can tweet at me i'm sergeant zima s-g-t-z-i-m-a and uh on instagram sergeant zim s-g-t-z-i-m
Why not Sergeant Zima on Instagram? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was taken. No, I think I did the Instagram first and then no, I tried you to go to Twitter. Sergeant Zima 69, if you could. Oh, uh, that was my Twitch handle. Was it? I'm not even joking. <laughs> it was. <laughs> You know, it was a, it was a funny joke. Like I'm like, no one's it, ever. That was never. A funny no, it's like joke. no one's ever gonna see this because yes. I'm not gonna whatever. And then um, the red letter media guys started doing Twitch things, so I would show up in the comments, <laughs> and people start talking to me. And I'm like, oh god, it's Sergeant Wait, 69. Twitch isn't that the thing to like watch? I feel like a hundred people play man. video games. Yeah, 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 that's it. Wait, why don't you think anybody was gonna watch you if? Like you got I don't know Twitch why handle. I signed up. Uh, it was probably just to watch, but I never thought I would people. actually be uh, mm-hmm. talking to people in the yeah. comments. Mm-hmm. So I never thought they would ever see my... Man, that makes me feel like a hundred-year-old man being like, people watch other people play video it's games? Insane. Why don't they just play video games it's themselves? Insane. I used to do it. I know, I'm sad, yeah. Wait, wait, to play video games? You're like, just hey, watch people April, watch follow people my play. feet. He's my Venmo or whatever. Some no, guy, I used to watch people play. Twitch is so big that... Yeah, uh, this it's new, massive. That's all the internet is. This new EA game came out called Anthem. Them, and EA play, paid this guy a million dollars to play it on his and Twitch channel and shit like that, and just to like I guess play it on his channel. Yeah. Oh, wow, this is cool, heard about man. that. But you have to be famous already. I hated. No, no, they just hand million. But I hated to watching my friends play video games and be like, "Hey, can I have a turn now?" And yeah, like, oh, wait, I'm gonna finish this level. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to watch somebody else play video games. I I was into it for a while. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm April. I hope Ad- I'm <laughs> alienating the entire okay. video game watching. I'm audience. April. Booberry. I'm April Admanski. I'm Justin the Old Man. And glue. Um, Colin Twitch 69 Cunningham. <laughs> and remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie. And also, don't let the river beast get you. <gasps>